I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Thin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to ThinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word SID. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. I'm the only candidate who can make this promise. I will prevent, and very easily, World War III. Very easily. And you're going to have World War III, by the way. You're going to have World War III. If something doesn't happen fast, you're going to have World War III. Before I even arrive at the Oval Office, I will have the disastrous war between Russia and Ukraine settled. It will be settled quickly. Quickly. I will get the problem solved, and I will get it solved in rapid order. And it will take me no longer than one day. I know exactly what to say to each of them. I got along with very well with them. I got along very well with Putin, even though I'm the one that ended his pipeline. Remember, they said, Trump is giving a lot to Russia. Really? Putin actually said to me, if you're my friend, I'd hate like hell to see you as my enemy. A big shout out to Liz Pipko's brother, Gabriel, says the same name as my son listening right now, promising me when I get down to Miami, he'll teach me how to shoot automatic weapons. Donald Trump shoots an automatic weapon with his mouth every time he's up there, and he was brilliant again. Not good, not great, brilliant, Saturday at CPAC. And I'm telling you, folks, you can, Ron DeSantis, love him, great governor, you can line up a 100 of them. Give me Tim Scott, give me Nikki Haley, give me Mike Pompeo, Mike Pence, John Bolton, Asa Hutchinson, some guy, Logan, do whatever you want. Trump going to kill them all because he's the man. Bottom line is he's done it before, and he gets up on stage, and I believe him. I don't know why, but I believe him. Just like my next guest, the editor of the National Review, Politico, NBC. When he's on on a Monday morning, he's like E.F. Hutton. I listen, and I believe him. It's my dear friend, Rich Lowry. Good morning, Rich. <laughs> How's it going? Those are brilliant ads, right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did you watch what, what, the whole? Madison Avenue came up with that should have made a pretty penny. Uh, you're right. You're right. Did you Did you watch the whole Trump speech on Saturday? No, I've I've just seen uh, seen seen the coverage and and parts of it. But you know, whoops, sorry, I dropped my phone. He is um, he's a fantastic performer. There's no doubt about it. And and the message is going to be. We talked a couple of weeks ago with Andrew. You know, what, what's what's a good message for him? And I set the record, and he did some of that. But what I didn't ex- expect, and I think could work for his purposes, is I'm more mega than ever, you know. And what this party needs is more mega. <laughs> yeah. No, I know he, he <laughs> is doing that. Yeah. Put a lot of pressure. You know, it lights up his supporters. I don't think it's a 50% strategy, but you know, it could be 35, 40% strategy, which may be all that he needs in a primary. And it puts pressure on DeSantis either to kind of keep up with that sort of rhetoric and, and tack, 
um, which is going to be hard for DeSantis. And then if he doesn't keep up, Trump's going to wheel on him and say, look, he, he's part of the establishment. You know, he, he, he is a con- he's trying to fool you. He's a conventional Republican. He represents that party that I turned us away from. So I think it's it's interesting. Also interesting is that the uh, the weekend gets splintered between these two major events. The as Liz Pipko told me earlier, the T Pack, which is Trump Pack, C Pack, and that uh, Growth Club in uh, at the Breakers in Palm Beach, where Tim Scott was and Mike Pence and Ron DeSantis. I mean, ideally, you'd like to see all of them in one place. Nikki Haley actually spoke yep. at both because she needs all the help she can get. But ideally, yep. you'd like to see them both in the same place. So we heard Trump. DeSantis speaks at a private club. We don't hear him, but you know that DeSantis would never rail against Trump. But eventually, Rich Lowry, he may have to, because that's going to be Trump's way of doing business. And eventually, Ron DeSantis will have to fight back. Yeah, and and this is the thing. You know, there are signs over the last uh, several months that Trump, Trump was – he definitely lost some altitude, that he was eroding – and I, I think the hope for non-Trump elements of the party was maybe this guy is kind of fading away. <laughs> yeah. but that's that's definitely not the case. You know, he's he's uh, bumped up in the polling for whatever reason. Well, lately. for whatever, it's very simple. Whatever, wins, for whatever reason, it's going to have to take him down. Yep. Uh, affirmatively take him down, and that's a daunting prospect. Yeah, whatever reason is pretty simple. After a, a horrible month of December, the Kanye West dinner ripping up the Constitution. Those ridiculous trading cards, whatever reason, came down to one thing, mm-hmm. a visit to Ohio. That was it. That mm-hmm. day, he lit this country on fire. Then he makes a great speech at CPAC. But it all started by doing something the administration should have done, and not the yeah. day after Pete Buttigieg, going to Ohio. That was it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not sure why other Republicans didn't didn't do that. And I'm not sure it's entirely Ohio. I think Ohio helped them. I also think it was just... You know, there hasn't been anything ridiculous lately, uh, so, so they sort of kind of stopped the bleeding in that respect. But um, he, he's 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 the front runner. He's the guy to beat, no doubt about it. And it seems like he's uh, gaining that last poll, forty three twenty eight over Ron DeSantis. Those are some big big numbers. He was also right all along about the China virus. He was adamant, which, as you know, early on, that it was a lab leak. There was no bat, no uh, animal, no none of that nonsense. And Trump said that from day one. And now it turns out the Department of Energy and basically everybody outside of Fauci is ready, willing, and able to admit it, even Christopher Ray. So the lab leak looks like uh, that's exactly what happened. And again, Donald Trump was there from day one. Yeah, so we'll never ultimately know, but that's where the evidence points, and it was really notable. The Department of Energy said this. Now, you had it was astonishing to me. I shouldn't be astonished, but you had this U.S. government agency saying, you know what? We think the evidence points to a leak from a lab uh, that of a virus that killed millions of people, and then the the CCP in China. Uh, covered it up, and perhaps the worst cover-up of, of all time. And then you had late-night comics mocking the the U.S. government agency that had the temerity to say this. It's just <laughs> perverse. Yeah. I mean, the, the way progressives are dug in that it had to come from an an animal. Joey Reid had a Chiron. You know, other government agencies still say it was from an animal. Yeah. And one of the reasons they were so dug in was because Trump. You know, Trump said, you know, I think it might be from a lab. So everyone assumed. Three years ago, oh, there's no way it came from a lab, and we got to prove it didn't come from a lab. 
even though you know, a lot of the evidence pointed that way. So this, this is one of the, the chief media failures the last five years, and, and that's saying a lot. I have asked this question to a bunch of people over the last week, including Gordon Chang, who, of course, concentrates uh, on China, on Asia. We keep hearing Chris Ray kind of said the same thing. We have to hold China accountable. Like you said, over a million people died. So the China virus, bad enough. The spy balloons all over this country. The talk of invading Taiwan, which would start World War III and put us in a very difficult position. China needs to be held accountable. No one really seems to know what that means. I mean, the tariffs financially, who cares? They don't care. So what, is, what does it really mean when we say hold China accountable? I think it's difficult, you know, because it's not as though you can um, ask for reparations for them. You know, they're they're not going to pay up. I just think it should never um, uh, we should never forget it, you know. And it just seems it's been the focus on the lab has been on and off. It, it should be, you know, they're committing a genocide. Their oppressive regime wants to invade Taiwan, and they loose this this virus on the world. It should be kind of the top three things that you're thinking about when you're thinking about the nature of that regime. But I have no doubt that the Biden administration is going to move on and, yeah. and not focus on this at all. Of course. They move on for everything. Listen, you take a picture with Zelensky. Biden's early. Trust me, he's early. Everything else, complete disaster. Like you're talking about here, China, the southern border, which is a huge issue in this country. He's got no issue in his latest bill giving money to countries like Egypt and Jordan to protect, the, to protect their borders. But Texas? Mm-hmm. Who cares? Who cares? Ohio? Yeah. Who cares? I mean, it's unbelievable yeah. that anybody could sit on television and tell me this president is doing a great job and cares about our country when everything he does says, I don't care, not even a little. How about the migrant child labor? Tell me about that, Mitch Lowry. Yeah, so, so this, this is how the border, it affects the fabric of every community pretty much in America. The New York Times, which still does some good work, had a blockbuster piece on just how many of these, these kids. Uh, we have this bizarre loophole that if you send your kid to the border – and you're not from Mexico. You're from any of the Central American countries. And the kid has a, a phone number and a name on a piece of paper. We let that kid in, and we send the kid to that person. It, does, it doesn't even matter who the person is. You know, so we're part of the smuggling operation. And according to the Times, about two-thirds of these kids end up working full-time you know, at, at, at uh, punishing, uh, sometimes dangerous jobs. So we've basically imported a, a social problem into this country for no reason, for absolutely no reason. And if you can tell me, you know, every kid, desperate kid uh, already here in the United States who needs, needs help from social workers is getting it at the highest level, then maybe I'll say, okay, let's import more of those kind of kids from Guatemala. Otherwise, it's just a, it's a disaster. And yeah. um, it, uh, it's bad for the kids, obviously. It's corrupting for the, uh, the, the companies that are violating the laws. To use these kids, it's demoralizing for everyone who knows this is happening but can't stop it. It's just bad for society generally, and and that's that's what's happening. The border crisis does not stop at the border. I want to talk about uh, some of our cities, and we'll wrap it up. Lori Lightfoot lost in Chicago last week, and she said, I lost because I'm black. I would say she only won because she's black. Then she did the job. She was so horrible, that's why she lost. Then you get a guy named Shaman Walton, and he works in San Francisco, And he says that deporting fentanyl dealers violates sanctuary city policies, basically says the fentanyl crisis is racist. What is going on in this country with some of these black leaders who let all these things go on, murders in Chicago, fentanyl across the the, the whole country, and blame all of this 
on racism. How are we allowing that to happen? How? Yeah. Yeah, well, it, the Chicago thing was heartening. You know, there are two sides of the ledger. One is how insane these people are. Two is the, the fact that there's a backlash to it, at least to, to some extent, not, not to the extent there should be. Uh, Chicago needs its Rudy Giuliani, right? I mean, it, it is, it, it's the worst uh, uh, con- uh, city in terms of violent crime, major city in, in the country. And she ran, she was an upstart reformer on, on changing it and addressing it. And she won, you know, handily, as she was also back then a black um, lesbian woman, right? And no one cared because they thought she'd deal with this problem. Of course, it got worse. And then, of course, she does the uh, excuse. So it's it's completely pathetic. I, I think even people in major cities are at least a little bit onto it. But these cities, Chicago needs to save itself. And that, that's that's a Rudy-type figure. Um, unfortunately, that's not in the offense. No, probably not. But this this guy in San Francisco, to say that the fentanyl, uh, the, the amount of fentanyl coming to this country, if he sought to address that, that becomes racist? How outrageous is that? Outrageous. Yeah, well, there's, there's a DA, I forget his name. We, um, he was actually recalled. He was the son of a terrorist, um, Bodine. Bodine. Chase said Bodine. Said, said basically the same, same kind of thing. And they, they booted him. And I don't know who this guy is, but, but he should be booted as well. Yeah, he should. Uh, you will never get booted because you are great every Monday morning. Thank you again, Rich, for another great conversation. Thanks, the absolute best. Have, Have a great week, week, pal. Thank you. There he is, the editor of the National Review, political NBC. He does it all. Great Monday morning guest on Sid and Friends in the morning. Our buddy, Rich Lowry. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.